Hello, everyone, and welcome to Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and today you'll be meeting up-and-coming DJ and producer Jenner from Toronto, Canada. Jenner is a staple in the Toronto underground house music scene, performing at various events and venues, including Summer Days, Bespoke Experience, Coda, Parlor, and Promise Cherry Beach. Internationally, you may have seen her on the Mayan Warrior at Burning Man, SXM Festival in St. Martin, Bucko in Tulum, Boucher Day Music Festival in Barbados, or Tomorrow Today Festival in Jamaica. Jenner is known for her deep, infectious, ethereal backdrops, brooding bass lines, hypnotic melodies, and perfectly selected vocals to captivate her audience further, deeper, darker. There is an excitement on the dance floor that's palpable when Jenner gets on the decks. Close your eyes and feel the energy through the music. Today, we discuss the first time she fell in love with electronic music while in Berlin, her journey with music production, music as a ritual, and much more. This musical Musai is a unicorn to watch, and you can follow her at Jenner underscore DJ. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Jenner on Musai Collective. Hello, Jenner. Welcome to Musai Collective Podcast. How are you doing over there today in Toronto? I'm doing very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yeah. So for everyone listening, Jenna and I have been friends for more than a few years now. And I'd say that we've danced all over the world at this point. And I've really watched your artist career blossom over the years. So I'd love to start this conversation off by sharing when you first fell in love with electronic music. What was this experience and how did you know you discovered something special? It's funny. I, I Looking back, I would say that I was always a fan of electronic music, you know, dance mix 95 or 93 and 95. Me too. <laughs> I, I have all the tapes. I, I, <laughs> I know, but being at school, I did dabble a little bit into the electronic music in Ottawa, but I didn't really have the epiphany that I was in love with this type of music until I went to Berlin in early 2000s. I was 2003, actually. And just went to this small little bar and I heard, you know, DJ playing and I just, I, I, I lost my mind. Yeah. And the people I was with, was they were just, what's like, why are you freaking out? <laughs> I'm just, I was like, I've never heard this. It, it was just that type of electronic music at the time. And I just, I was like, I've never heard this type of music, you know, where can I find it? And I, I was happy, excited and sad all at the same time because when I, I thought I wouldn't hear it again when I went back to Canada, but uh, uh, I didn't know there was a scene here at the time. Mm-hmm. So, but when I did get back to Canada, I did, that's when I started to get into the scene. So. Nice. Yeah. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. I remember my very first dance fix or it was like Dance with 93. I like went with my dad to the record shop and I remember he wanted it. And I feel like I didn't realize how much my dad had an influence on my like electronic music side of things, you know? And then like my sister and I would be like dancing in the living room, like little girls, like in front of the mirror to like Dance with 93, like pumping it up, like... Nostalgic. Hey, Lane. Yeah. So once you really discovered the electronic dance music culture, mm-hmm. when did you really decide that this was something you wanted to pursue as an artist? So that <laughs> took another amount of time because I got into the scene early 2000s, 2003. And then I didn't release, really st- I didn't start DJing until uh, 2007, 2008. Mm-hmm. And even from that point on, I, I, I DJed for friends, private parties. I didn't really ever consider that I would pursue it as an artist. I just didn't think that was, I just, I did it for the love and the passion of it. 
Yeah. And it was, yeah. And it wasn't until in 2017 that I started to think that I could really become an artist and do this. Yeah. And I mean, it also, as much as you can practice and, you know, play gig after gig, it's also, I think, your support system too. So if you have the support around you, whether it's your partner or like your friends or like people that maybe you have good friends that work in the industry that can help you get like this gig or that, and like, that's like, it's all a snowball effect, really. 100%. I mean, I, if it weren't for Nabil and Jordana, of summer days we spoke, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you today. Yeah. <laughs> because we met them at Burning Man and they were the first ones to have, you know, to, to book me, really. They were yeah. the first ones to book me in Toronto. And But you met at Burning Man, but you were both from Toronto? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. My partner knew Nabil and I had, they were on my Facebook, but I kept saying, who, who are these people? I, you know, I just, I just hadn't really met them. Yeah. And yeah, we, we met at White Ocean at oh Burning Man. Oh my gosh, that's and amazing. Spent, yeah, and spent hours together and became that's, best friends, you know? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Well, yeah. So this past year and a half has been quite challenging, but yet transformational for many people. And can you share with us how the cancellation of events ended up giving you more time and space to create? And how has your production journey been during this moment in time? Well, yeah, I, I started to get into production before COVID hit. But because of my career, you know, and DJing on the side, I just, I never had the time to devote fully into production. So with COVID, I wasn't on Beatport all the time and my focus just shifted entirely to production. So it really was good for me. You know, I met up with a lot of my DJ friends who produced and they were extremely helpful and taught me a lot. And I just stuck with it. And yeah, I know I've been able to really focus on that. And I hope I can get a few of my own tracks out. Uh, yeah. Soon, soon. It's such yeah. a creative outlet. You know, some people like to paint, others like to create sculptures, like a producing music. Oh, sure. That's like such a whole other yeah. realm of creativity. And I am always like, I'm so curious about it. I want to make music. I want to make a track. I want to make a sick track. Okay. Sick <laughs> tracks only. Sick tracks only. You know, it, yeah, totally. It, it's, it's, really interesting. I mean, I thought I would only be a DJ, but then as things progressed, you know, you really realize that, you know, you have to evolve as an artist and, you know, it's, it's be nice to make your own music and because Mm -hmm. you have your own style and Mm -hmm. what you like. And, you know, I watch all my, you know, DJ friends that produce their own music and it's, I want to do that. So yeah, yeah I want to do that. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just it's, think it's I'm, so for fun. <laughs> uh, you were actually were at the party when I dropped my first collaboration. Yes. Uh, the party at Cherry Beach in Toronto. Yes. And that was very I nice. played my first track that I, I collaborated with a friend. So that was pretty special playing for a crowd, like my own track. So I kind of got hooked on that. And so yeah. I had to do that. That feeling for sure. And also, you know how you said, you know, you started playing out for friends, private parties, and then eventually the gigs started happening, the international traveling festival scene. And then, you know, I think it's just almost like the evolution of you as an artist, but also stepping into the next best version of yourself and pushing yourself to push your boundaries because we forget like, okay, wait, I can do hard things and it's okay. Yeah. And I'm not going to be perfect at first. We want to be perfect because (laughs) in our souls, we are Monica from Friends. (laughs) Yes. But we are the best, but... I know, right? You know? (laughs) 
Jen Monica. is Monica from Friends, by the way. I am Monica. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's yeah. so true. And, um, and I think we're hard on ourselves sometimes. And you're like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can never do that. But it's like, yes, you yeah. can, you yeah. know? I did. I, it's, it's hard. Like, I, it, it took me a long time to get even where I am now. I'm like, and I have so much to learn. Like, it's yeah. just, it's crazy. Ableton is Pandora's box, literally. It, there's just, there's ne- it's never ending in terms yeah. of what you could learn on that program. For um, sure. So, and all of the gadgets and the tech and the oh, this yeah. and this and like the synths and the, oh, it's, the midis like, never and stops. everything. <laughs> oh, it's a whole 100%. new world. It's a whole new world for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool though. Yes. Okay. Well, we can't wait for your first EP. <laughs> so I can actually remember last summer, we would have like little dinner parties and dance parties at our homes together in our little pods, you know, of six or so. And we really spent a lot of time together last summer. And it really lifted my spirits to be around you ladies and our friends. And, you know, sometimes I would just come over and we would listen to music. And help me pick out some tracks. Yes, I do. Yes. And, I you know, remember that. That's I do too. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. crystal clear like it was last weekend but you know music is therapy yeah. it's vibrations and it's, it's to me it's life I need it, it all day <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with you more it's just you know? I, I don't even I, I can't even imagine life without music it's been my soulless my, you know, my partner likes to do meditation. I tell her my meditation is when I play music. Yes. You know, yes. I, it takes me to another place. That's interesting that you say that because you, when you speak to, when I speak to friends that are artists and, and, you know, mm. they, they're like, yeah, I just played for five hours somewhere, but it's like, they're in mm. the zone. Oh yeah. You know, it's like, like they're in it and it's like not that five hours went by. It's like they're in the journey. Yeah. They're curating totally. this experience for the people. Yeah. So even if you're like an artist and you're opening up that dance floor and it's empty, you are creating, setting the tone. Then, you oh, know, yeah. you have to know yeah. like for people listening and then the, the second artist that plays, you know, maybe that's like yeah. the party's getting a little busier. And so you got to set the tone and keep it going. Keep yeah. the vibe going because the other person just worked yeah. really hard to get the vibe going. <laughs> then you've got your headliner and then you've got the guy that closes yeah. or the woman that closes and, yeah. you know, and it's a whole art. It's a craft really to feel, feel, feel the energy in the room. Ooh, is this working? Mm, you know? Totally. It's a whole thing. It but is. How would you say that music has been your savior in your life? Well, I I, I have a stressful job, day, day job. I'm a lawyer, yes, yes. partner at my law firm. So, you know, music, I, I went to Berlin after I finished articling and when I came home, that was when I started my career so it's, it's kind of funny that I also got into the scene at the same time. I was late to the party, but it, it just, it, it gives me so much joy. The like music, the scene, the people, the culture, every weekend. You know, I try to explain to people that I'm like, when I go out, it's like going and seeing my favorite concert that you could ever imagine that you went to, mm-hmm. to someone who's not in the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, every weekend and I get to dance with my friends for hours and I, yes. I feel alive and it makes me feel, I don't know what else, nothing else gives me that much euphoria. Yeah. So yes. it's in terms of like, I noticed when, when the pandemic started, I didn't have that release mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I really noticed it. It, it, it was, it was very difficult. You know, I, I didn't have that and I had to still, still like work do my day job, but mm-hmm. I didn't have that release anymore. So yeah. I really noticed it. Yeah. It's been, I think it, it almost just, became like a 
weekend ritual or a ritual that like, okay, well, like what are the parties this month? Like, where are we going? What are the Mm -hmm. best ones? Where who Or maybe you were playing an event, right? So if you're playing an event and it's a whole thing, let's do dinner and then then, like, where are we going? You know, and it's like a whole experience. It's not like, it's not a joke. (laughs) It's a whole, because you know, like the pre-stuff, like having a dinner with people, that's like you're connecting at dinner and you're before you go out to the lab club, you know what I mean? You're with your people and damn, absolutely. I I mean, I, I, me too. I, I mean, you know, all the friends that we have are through mm. music. Yeah. And it, you know, the friends that I've met on the dance floor over the years are some of my best friends in life. Yeah. Um, you know, we share this passion that's they so get strong. It. It's just, yeah. yeah. They get it. They know. You know, it's, <laughs> they know. They can sit with us. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's such a, a lovely thing to have with your, all your friends. Yeah. Well, actually, you just played Camp Summer Days this, this past August long weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, events are slowly making a comeback and with their restrictions and regulations and whatnot. But how was Camp Summer Days? for you? What was the vibe like? How wild was everyone like out there in nature dancing under the stars? <laughs> Can't, I mean, even not during pandemic, Camp Summer Days was always, is always one of the best events. I love it, obviously. Mm-hmm. The curation, the, the heart that goes into this Summer Days every year is just, every year it's better and better and better. And obviously my best friends, Nabil and Jordana put it on and I, I just, I know the what goes into it. And yeah, and like the people that come to Camp Summer Days are always so lovely. Everyone's mm-hmm. so nice and lovely yeah. and everyone's just there to be loved and love and yeah a it's such a community it's a beautiful community absolutely. for sure that they've cultivated yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I think everyone needed yeah. that <laughs> oh yeah and the vibe always I mean and I'm really lucky that they they usually give you know give me what I want and the time spot <laughs> I love I love to close so this past camp I closed on the Friday night and like my sweet spot I just I, I love doing that and it was yeah. just it was so so fun the set should be coming out sometime this week so Ooh, amazing um, yeah. very good so, very good so, well yeah. congratulations <laughs> Nabil and Georgiana Woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this Labor Day you'll be making your Electric Island debut, which is exciting for both you and the people of Toronto. What do you predict for the future of live events? And do you think it'll ever be the same? That's that's a difficult question. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I I think live events obviously are going to be challenging for the next little while, obviously, while everyone negotiates this next phase. I know that things will return back to normal. That is my hope. And that is my expectation. I just, I know that everyone in the scene is so dedicated to, and their passion is so strong for this type of music that there'll always be a need for this and people will come back and it's just, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And I mean, it's popping up all over Europe. It seems to be, I mean, all over the USA, these events, Canada has been under quite some tight control with the lockdowns this whole time, but it's really interesting to see how the scene is popping back up or like, for example, Amsterdam Dance Event is planning to do their conference this uh, October in Amsterdam. There's a lot of ambitious people out there that are like, hey, we're going to just Put it out there because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, again, it's, it's really just negotiating with, with everything and making sure everyone is safe. Yeah. As much as possible. And that's why I say as soon as things are more under control in certain areas, I'm sure like things have gone back to normal somewhat in the States in some areas. I'm sure that everywhere else will fall mm-hmm. soon eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. 
We'll see. Stay strong, dance music. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, something that I'm sure you can agree with is that, you know, when it comes to traveling to go to music festivals around the world, it's not just like about going to the music festival. It's also Mm -hmm. the networking and like you said, the lifelong friendships you end up making. And it's a really beautiful thing because you start to see the same people all over the world at the same events or you meet new people and then you meet their crew and then it's like this whole community that's global and it's incredible, really. What advice would you maybe give someone who's just starting out in the industry and they're trying to connect with the right people. I I never went and I still don't go to an event wanting to meet the right people. It's always about the music. You will naturally just meet people. In terms of like telling someone, I would just say, look, be yourself, Mm -hmm. be humble and things will occur naturally if you're just, you're just genuine. You know, I've met, I met you. Yeah. (laughs) Through a friend. Through a friend. Omar. Omar. A very good friend. You know, you you have to meet Lindsay. I was like, okay, you know. We were at VPN that we were in Mexico on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's that's a perfect example of how you might meet someone. Yeah. that's, That's just how things happen, you know? Yes. Yeah. I would never say... Like even ADE last year in terms of networking, I, I don't even I don't even see it as that. That's not how I even think of it. I just think of it as like, wow, I want to go to this amazing conference and I just want to meet people and talk to them. And because eventually a lot of them become your friends. And it's totally. Just, it's, well, yeah. and also so. when you're like working with the same people, like I was a publicist in dance music for a very long time and you're working with the same editors or the promoters artists, mm-hmm. managers, there's so many people behind the scenes. You kind of support each other when you like need something or favors. Of or course. It's a very like family vibe industry for sure. Can you share with us one or two muses in your life that you'd like to give a shout out to? Such a hard question. I, when I, I answered, I'm like a muse. And you know what? I would say that all of my friends are my muses. Very good answer. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But it's not only a good answer, but it's, it's the truth because all of my friends are music snobs like myself, (laughs) but all of us know the music so well. We're so passionate about the music. If I don't blow my friends away, then I haven't done my job. Yeah. So I I strive for every set that I play to be my best. They instill a renewed passion every time because I want them to say, oh my God, that was the best. I, you know, like that's what I want to hear from my friends. Oh yeah. And actually everybody, I have a Musai mix on our SoundCloud that you can listen to that Jen put out a couple months ago now. So have a listen. It's yes, a good yes. one. It's a good one. <laughs> Continue. Sorry. I, I, worked, I worked very hard on that one. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, I did. Yeah. No, well, one of the things that has been difficult too has been creative block during this time too. So yeah, so you run into these walls sometimes where it's really hard and I I didn't want to give you anything I wasn't completely I know satisfied you. with. You were like, I'm not happy with this. Oh yeah, no, this isn't the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's so, a block. You, know, you had a block for sure. I, think. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, that's what I mean by I have a very high standard because... But it's good to have high standards, musically speaking. Thanks. And in life. You deserve the best, everyone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. So we're going to get to the Follow Your Bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive affirmation? Oh, yeah. That was do what you love. <laughs> <laughs> do what you love. You know, yes. Find it and find your passion and do what you love. I When I meet people in my career... And it just looks like the light's gone off. And I'm like, you don't, you need, you know, you need to find your passion. 
mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. it and do what you love. It doesn't necessarily have to be something that you're paid for by no means, you know, something that you do in your spare time. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Something like even yeah. Yeah. painting, whatever, like read, I don't, Whatever. Find something that You'll, you love to do as a hobby or a passion yeah. and just do yeah. it because it makes you happy, I, raises your vibrations, and then you're just a happier, nicer person. 100%. I think, I just think a lot, <laughs> yeah, I just think a lot of people lose that as we mm-hmm. get older, more and more responsibilities. I don't have time for that. People lose sight of like like having time for themselves. Even if it's just like 30 minutes of exercise or reading or journaling or just like go for a walk or something. And I think with the pandemic, some people actually had time to do some of the things that they didn't get to do before, which is is nice. So, you know, I hope people don't lose sight of that as well. Yeah. Well, I never thought I would ever launch a podcast, but here I am. (laughs) There you go. This is something that I... This is a passion project and I love it. Or living somewhere else. Oh yeah. Or living somewhere else. (laughs) yeah we're moving to an island (laughs) yeah so crazy oh my god oh my gosh okay (laughs) well Jenner it was so lovely to have you on the podcast today and share your story and your origin and you know have a chat and see your face have an amazing time at Electric Island and on Labor Day weekend and everyone I will actually include Jen's set in this episode description so you can check it out Jen I love you so much thank you for being here (laughs) love you too girl thank you so much